Before the uh, break, before before we started, you asked me, "Do you remember Andy Rooney?" And yes, I, and yes, I, said, I did. I said, "Wasn't he like a comedian?" Oh, I thought you said Canadian. <laughs> uh, well, that's even funnier. <laughs> Uh, I mean, maybe he was a Canadian. I, <clears throat> Canadians are taking over the world from what I hear. <laughs> well, they, are, they certainly are in this world. <clears throat> mm, for sure. Because, you know, when your weather is so horrendous, you have nothing else to do. What else can you do but to you know, revolutionize the software world? I don't know, but I think your mic is bottoming out or something. Really? Yeah. It, for yeah, for that little bit, it it was kind of almost cutting <laughs> in and out. Even though you're the uh, uh, limitations of Zencaster. So did I just trash the whole, we, we, we didn't capture the whole Andy Rooney moment or anything? I mean, is oh, it no, gone? I, I have what we said uh, as recording. Oh, work. okay. And then. Ah, gotcha. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, so. <clears throat> I was walking the dogs this morning, which, of course, that's my, uh, that's my source of all inspiration. <clears throat> really, mine's and, um, on the toilet. Oh, that's funny. No, that's not funny. That is just too much information. But, um, I mean, taking a shower. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's much better. Um, oh, no, I know what it was. <clears throat> I was in a hurry because I was, you know, going to be late. And luckily, you were late. So we were, I was not late. Or maybe you were late because I was late. But anyway, I was hurrying. I was worried about hurrying. I was trying to hurry. And uh, one of the dogs just wouldn't go. And uh, so it made me think of Andy Rooney. You know, let me see if I can channel him. Do you ever wonder why it is when you you want your dog to hurry? You say, come on, poop, poop. They just look at you. <laughs> okay. Maybe that was quite, I, you know, I, I used to be able to channel people really well, but I don't know. That was, that was sort of Andy Rooney... Postmortem uh, on a nice. really bad day on a on Friday. Friday. Not not a Tuesday. Um, I think you yeah. actually need to turn your mic in, input down. Okay, let me go don't, there. Don't I'm just noticing my, I'm very yeah, spiky. And it when you hit that top level, it almost gets. Yeah, I, I, it sounded distorted. a little distorted last yeah, time. So let me let me find that. So you go to settings, sound. You know, it's a Mac. There's probably a Mac for it. There is a Mac for it, yeah. Or, I'm sorry. You go to system preferences. Huh. I mean, input volume is right in the middle, so I need to go a little, little bit further down. Okay. Is it right in the middle? That's so weird. 1394. Yeah, How's that? Okay. That's so weird that yours was in the middle because mine was... Um, Mine was under, just under the middle, and it was not picking me up too well. Um, at some point, when I care, I'm, I need to get a better cable for mm -hmm. this <clears throat> because um, 
the cable I'm using is just a standard USB-C cable. And it's, you know, that's why I unplugged it, because it gets, it's flaky-ish. Mm -hmm. I have to plug it in yeah. just right. So that's never a good thing. Um, probably not good for my computer. Yeah. So um, I'll have to get into it. But I, I think the, the sound level is so robust because it's a professional level. Yeah, that, that, AKG, that's probably true. What kind of mic is it? You, a professional I, level, AKG C44. I mean, is it a condenser or is it a directional? <clears throat> I think it's uh, directional. Does it, does it look like a... I have a does it look like a, a singer's mic on stage, or does it look like... It does. It's one of those kind of square or old-school looking, yeah. Hmm. Retro look. Retro look. Mm, interesting. Okay. I, I feel I can, like it's uh, a condenser mic, but... It is, well, I don't know. It, it's, it might be a condenser mic, but it has directional it does, configuration. You but, can configure it. But they still... The, the condenser mic still... Um, so I was using one of those before I switched to this one. Um, and the problem I was having is that it was picking up every fucking thing, even if I had it set to directional. Um, so, you know, my wife and kid are in the kitchen doing school, and, you know, I was picking up my son laughing or dancing or <laughs> having fun. <laughs> um, but... Isn't that part of the real life? Well, yes, but, you know. Um, I, no, that's cool. I'll, uh, I will definitely take just, that under advisement just, and buy a new microphone as soon as the revenue from... I'm not saying show, go buy another mic. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe that's why your I levels are so high, even though your, um, your input's lower. lower. Okay, I sent a picture in. Uh, Ooh, in pictures! Discord. I like pictures. Did you send it to? Where did you send it? I sent it to the podcast channel because I, unlike other people, adhere to the appropriateness of did you content send it to voice? per channel. Oops. At? Okay. No, not voice. The podcast text okay, that's channel. Weird. It hasn't shown up for me yet. Yeah. Really strange. Okay. Let me look. It's one of them. One of the things. I don't know. Me neither. What did I do wrong? Did you hit enter or oh. send? I have to press that. There's a blue thingy arrow to the right. Uh, oh, there we go. Now I pressed it. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, um, yeah, that's a condenser. But, man, that's that's a beautiful mic. Nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, so uh, everybody in podcasting uses not that particular style, but essentially I call them a cylinder shaped mic um or mm -hmm. um and that's fine if you have like padding on your wall or some way to to uh contain the sound you know or um to keep it from oh hey do you see that in the background right below the mic there Ooh, that I red love thing it. is that the um yeah <laughs> uh, I gotta get me one of those. It's the easy button of uh, explicit podcasts. Bullshit detected. Take precautions. <laughs> oh, nice. Bullshit detected. A friend from high school got me this a few years ago. Uh, it's just um, 
just epic. That's epic. Crazy. As that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> well, now we're, if we weren't explicit before, we are now. Yes, indeed, we are. Hey, so that's a great point. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you have too much oh coffee boy. today, or was is that just your um, happy, happy joy? I, I am. I'm just dragging this morning because I was uh, I was online last night with having this manic conversation with this dude. He just oh god, I just drained me. Oh man, unbelievable. That, that's that's weird. Is that mm. the uh, conversation about the merch? Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Yes. The merch conversation. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, hey, I have to say, I listened to your, uh, to the, the, I don't think it's, is it maybe it's the most recent Citizen Coder podcast or, or a recent mm. one anyway. And uh, I got to say, those PHP guys, uh, it, it's just outrageous how manic they are. Unbelievable. <laughs> just unbelievable. They're a fun bunch for sure. Um. I definitely enjoyed talking to them. <laughs> uh, shout out to PHP Ugly. Um, yeah, they're they're hilarious. Good bunch of guys. Um, so I guess to pull our podcast back on somewhat of a track, we're doing um, we've we've got a series of topics we're going to talk about today. Um. I don't know what order you want to go in. Um, doesn't really matter too much. Um, you want to do like the progress report first and go from there? Well, I think when you have a big announcement, we should do the big oh, announcement. Do we have a big announcement? Oh, okay. Big announcement. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, okay. You're so, so <laughs> <laughs> The big announcement is that uh, we no longer have to stick the elixirized episodes in with the citizen coder episodes. Um, we, we've got our, we've got hosting for, for the elixirized podcast now, and we will be moving those two episodes out of citizen coder, um, podcast list. Uh, so, you know, if you want to li listen to the, uh, elixirized episodes, you can find them on the elixirized podcast coming soon well sometime today maybe can they be resident in both places or does that really mess up the entire internet podcast world? um i have no clue i've never i mean you know citizen coder was my first podcast so and this is only the second podcast i've done um so i don't know if you know if it's kosher to keep episodes of two podcasts in one, um, one list, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it's just as easy to put it in its own and then, you know, if people want to listen to that. They can, um, I will continue to push this one though over there. So, um, I'll, uh, I'll add it to my my show notes, my kind of um I don't know what you want to call it. I'll I'll make sure to put a plug in the other podcast for this podcast so people can find it if they don't know about it. Cool. 
And then, of course, you know, once we reach a million listeners, we can we can use some of that uh, juice here to uh, sure, yeah. The uh, the poor little citizen Potter, uh, podcast <laughs> or citizen coder podcast. Yes. Uh, poor poor little citizen coder. Oh, uh, I love love doing that podcast. Um, it's so much fun to talk to, you know, just developers <laughs> from everywhere. Um, and it's it's always people that. Well, it's not always, but it's mostly people I've never talked to before. Um, uh, or I don't know, you know, that we've just made an acquaintance on Twitter or LinkedIn or, you know, some other venue or someone introduced me to them. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a blast to kind of get, you know, people's perspective on, on the industry or whatever topics we wind up landing on. Which is typically how it works. We don't. I don't like to plan out anything, but um, I do write down some questions if if I know a little bit about a person, um, or you know something along those lines. But anywho, yeah. So we'll have we have our own show now, and we're, what are we using for hosting again? Transistor.fm. Okay, cool. Um, maybe they'll sponsor us. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> but I think, I think that the, uh, you know, some big, huge Elixir company will sponsor us readily once they, once, uh, you know, they start getting a steady stream of unbelievable candidates from the Elixirized process. Yeah, I agree. Um. Okay, so... And our, our third listener got that joke. Um, first, <laughs> A, there are no big elixirized companies. Uh, B... That's true. Sorry. That's true. I mean, there are, you know, I guess larger companies using elixir, but... Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, moving on. So we've got... Um, let's see. So... I guess we have issues with time zones. You want to talk about the time zone differences, or uh, you want to talk about the fact that oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I was, I was, <laughs> on two episodes? Well, I think there there are probably other situations involved. Those are mostly logistical. But what I was referring to is is that um, we like to celebrate that we're a worldwide team, and that is awesome. Um, and I think we're managing the time zone difference between you and I pretty easily. But that's only two hours. Um, Ithia is seven hours ahead of you, nine hours ahead of me, um, time zone wise. So that makes it pretty mm-hmm. hard um, because you know we're either working day jobs when she's on, or we are um, asleep, um, and you know mm-hmm. vice versa. So. Um, so we are, uh, I think, in the uh, somewhere in the twenty thousand area of the number of um, of listeners that we have. Somewhere in that group, in that cohort, the twenty thousand to thirty thousand cohort, will probably have some good suggestions on how they have successfully managed these uh, pretty vast time zone differences. Obviously, we're doing really well with the asynchronous part of that because we're using Discord and you know, Ithia is able to communicate with us pretty well with that. But 
you know, as we all know, as human beings, there's nothing like real-time interactions. And uh, that's really hard to do when you have a seven to nine hour time difference. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, it actually made me think of, um, I might try to schedule an episode with her, just whatever, you know, time works for her, and talk about, like, uh, maybe talk about some of the time zone stuff, um, talk about design, because she's done a lot of design work on both Mindery and Elixirized website, um, and obviously talk about other stuff, but um, I'm just making some notes. Oh, that's a good idea. We can call that the Bedraggled Host <laughs> Edition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, then. She can be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and you can just uh, sort of slog through it. Actually, it, so most of the time that she's up is good for me. Because, um, well, like now, I don't know what time it is there. You said she's seven hours difference? She's seven hours ahead of you, so it's about 4 p.m., 4.30 yeah, p.m. Yeah. her time. So, um, usually... And I, I, I mean, she she could do this time zone. She just has she's just in a different place than her normal place and doesn't have the right equipment. Yeah, I think that's, so that's... It's not so much the podcast that I was referring to. It's just our day-to-day our -day work. And the whole idea of Elixirize is that we do day-to-day -day work that's real-world work, and we work as a team, and you know, like, we'd be in the real world. And, you know, if you're not conscious at the same time as the team, it's, you know, hard to do real-time, real-world mm -hmm. work. Yeah, it, that's true. Um, you know, sometimes we do, uh, like I said, you know, this is... Usually I see her online sometime around, I guess, say... 10 to 11 my time um which what's that like uh four or five six like say between five and six her time i guess and then um sometimes later sometimes i'm like man i'm, I'm surprised she's not in bed yet but uh, <laughs> um but yeah it's it, it can be it can be a little weird especially when you're trying to um do some sort of um, everybody um, here at once kind of a thing. Um, but that's, I mean, that's the beauty of doing asynchronous work is we don't have to necessarily, we don't always have to uh, be on at the same time or have a, you know, scheduled work day or, you know, somebody's got something they got to do. Um, you know, they can take off and do it and it doesn't, um, doesn't affect anybody else for the most part um, because we're all working sort of on different features, you know, um, so nobody's kind of underfoot or at least at the moment waiting for something else to get done, although there is a little bit of that, but not. I, I love your characterization. That could be our outtake. <laughs> yeah, we're all working sort of. <laughs> uh, fair enough. <laughs> Um, we are all working sort of, I mean, just, you know, a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, um, the, the time zone differences aren't, they're not like, they're not super detrimental to, um, to the work. So that's a good thing. Well, but they do feed into my hobby of whining. So I mean, uh, that's fair. You, know, you should put that on a T-shirt. 
Yeah, there you go. Development feeds into my hobby of whining. Well, I think it, to be more accurate, uh, uh, graduating from being an elixir newbie feeds into my hobby. We of do need to figure out your sound. Yeah, really? I don't know. Maybe it's just your mic. You're you're like scraping. I don't know. I don't know scraping. how else to describe it. Uh, it's it's what did you say? Overload or you used a term? It's still it's still overdrive. overdrive. Yeah, sometimes it is. Um, does your mic have actual? It looked like it had knob settings on it. <clears throat> it has knobs. Maybe that's part of it. What are the knobs? Uh, well, this knob is. The knob on the front is uh, is listen volume. I'm not using right, the microphone right. on the mic. I mean the headphones. And what's the other one? The back is the pattern. Oh, Ooh, and the oh, gain. gain. That's, that's the one. I don't know which direction uh, to turn it. Left, turn it. left would be down. Oh wait, but the mic is well, your mic's upside, upside down, down, so, so I, don't know. I guess turning it. Uh, Okay, I turned it a little yeah. bit. How's that sound? Seven, nine, fourteen, thirty-seven. Okay, I think that's better. Now, now maybe okay. boost your mic level in your like back up to over fifty percent. Oh, okay. I think yeah. the gain was uh, killing it. Right. Well, that's. I'm really glad we we uh, did this little exercise before we started recording, so we didn't. <laughs> I mean that. It's all part of it, just figuring out what's what's what. Um. Yeah, when they when they do the uh, the the worldwide podcast um, museum thing and uh, chart the history of podcasts, they will they will use this one as the lesson of how not to do a, how not to be a new yeah. podcast or uh, definitely how okay. to, how not to be corporate. Okay, talk. Uh, I'm talking. Uh. Uh, Let's see. Out, come up. Come up. Not That's good, though. <laughs> Coming up, our API first adventure and our mind read progress yeah, that's, report. that's pretty good. What's uh, what's your level set at? Okay. Right in the middle. Back to the middle. All right. Yep. Cool. Okay. I will leave the uh, settings um, on or in, up yeah, or yeah. whatever, so that I can... Um, Quickly go back to them if things go south. Seems legit. Yeah, definitely or sounds no. a lot better. And you're not like every every uh, every bar isn't hitting the top and the bottom, so it's much better. It looks like a a real conversation versus Jeff monopolizing everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Well, I'm glad that um, Zencaster has that equalization thing because it definitely helped. It did. It did, especially when when mine. My level was really low, and I'm like, man, like my voice was dropping out. It was it was kind of weird, but then that's when I went and looked at the uh, the level, and I'm like, oh, my mine was set at like 40 or something or 45. So I boosted that, and it it works. But I don't have gain set on my. I don't have any settings on my microphone. Like it's you turn it on and you turn it off. Well, that's because you don't have a professional podcast mic. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I could use the my my professional podcast mic, except that I would hear people taking a poop. So, uh. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's that's 
I'm really sorry that you mentioned that, but um, <laughs> um, it could be worse. You could hear dogs taking poops. That's, I don't know. that's fair. Maybe. I mean, I could probably. I, uh, you're right. I, I could probably hear a dog down the street barking. Um, so, so there's that. Yeah. Um, you know, last last episode seemed so much more professional than this one. I don't know. We can we can chop a lot of this. It's fine. <laughs> um, I don't know. We've, we're I think we're both tired, and so how how much? Uh, where are we in? We're twenty ish minutes in, plus about five. So we're about twenty five yeah. minutes in. Um, so I guess we're not burning too much time. Um, if anybody's still left listening to us, we'll actually get to the good part here in a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Do you think I'm overplaying this whole tutorial hell thing, uh, which is just complete tutorial hell? No. Uh, Should I just not mention it and just just forget, just pretend that the issue no. doesn't exist and let the world continue to deteriorate into the abyss of tutorial no. hell? No, no, and okay. double no. So, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about, like, what you've been experiencing well, first, maybe you should maybe you should start at the top. You mean really up high like Not this? Not that kind of top. Oh, oh, okay. Which top? The the API yeah, first. Start top? there, and then we'll we'll segue into the tutorial hell. Yeah, that's a good backstory. So this is this is sort of a long intro into the progress report that we promised last time. Um, you, know, you should definitely go back and listen to that episode. That's a must listen if you missed it. Um, in that episode, we were just talking about how we're organized as a team, um, or I think, as we said, almost organized. And um, we talked about, um, well, we didn't, we, we talked mostly about that and didn't really give a progress support on Mindry. So um, we um, started making progress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what it was. We last time we talked about the fact that we're we're creating um, native apps for iOS and for Android. Uh, Andrew is going to create an Android app um, that is the you know the day to day user experience for Mindry users. And um, Michael is uh, a new member of our team who just joined us. Is going to create an app. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, Michael's going to create the iOS app, and um, Andrew's going to create the Android app. So that got me thinking, which is always dangerous, um, about the, in fact, I've been struggling with the native um, Elixir Phoenix um, user interface, you know, basically the web app um, that could be used for day-to-day -day use if someone wanted to, you know, go on the internet and run this thing in the browser. And um, I've been struggling with, with um, a very, what should be a very trivial, trivial thing, which is updating user settings because we moved phone number into user, uh, into the user table. Um, so all of that got my brain thinking, oh, I just did it. I did a throat clearing thing. I am going to edit that out. You didn't hear that, dear listener. Um, that got me thinking about this idea that's been around for a while and really has gained momentum the last few years. And it's, to be fair, it's mostly with larger apps, uh, like the really? Enterprise World. Really, I we came up with it first, and now I'm disappointed. I said, What's really, because I thought that we came up with it first, and now I'm disappointed. Okay, let's go with that <laughs> fantasy. Yeah, 
We, we thought of this new innovative idea called API first, and that's the idea that when you're gonna build something that's, uh, that's of any consequence, what you should do is create, design your API, your application programming interface, so that various stakeholders out there in the world can connect to your app and use it effectively. So we, the other day, we suddenly jumped from one user interface stakeholder, so to speak, to three, and that got me thinking, oh, okay, well, we should, we should get a robust API um, designed and coded up so that these new apps can use that API to interact with the Mindry backend. So that's what we're doing. Um, and that's been, you know, kind of fun, interesting. Um, you know, I, again, I've been thinking about this uh, being in the enterprise world forever. I've been thinking about this for quite a while and have always wanted to do kind of an API first kind of thing and uh, haven't had that opportunity. So this is fun, air quotes. Then I got into the documentation in the Elixir Phoenix world that talks about APIs. And yeah, there's one page. Um, and uh, it's, you know, it's kind of okay. It's, it's actually fairly decent as far as it goes. Um, but being a newbie, you know, in this world, I, of course, like all newbies do, searched for tutorials that, you know, basically walk you through this. Because when you're new to something, and, you know, we have this thing called the World Wide Web, which, you know, the worldwide part means that there are literally billions of people who could be writing content. Um, you know, normally, in, on the World Wide Web, there's a worldwide, a wide world of content. Um, and, you know, Elixir isn't as big as, as most, uh, most stacks, but there's lots of stuff out there. Well, here's where we get into tutorial hell once again. There are uh, several articles, I wouldn't say hundreds, but there's you know probably a dozen or so articles on, hey, add an API to your Phoenix app. And it is literally copy and paste from the one page of Hexdocs, uh, of Phoenix documentation. And um, they have copied and pasted some of that example code into an article and then they stop. You know, basically they get something working where you could hit an endpoint and something may happen. Well, it would happen if they had bothered to test their code after they copied and pasted it into their article to see if it actually works. But uh, most of them hadn't, so it actually doesn't work. But worse than that, creating an API doesn't end with you get one little endpoint working and it does nothing. Uh, the whole point of an API is that, you know, application programming interface. It actually allows you to access all the functionality of your app, and um, there just isn't anything out there. The, um, the thing that I realized, or the uh, alleged insight that I came up with yesterday, or, the, or I guess over the weekend as I was ranting about this, was... Um, this is actually typical of most how-to articles, most tutorials. And I would say, generally, most beginner tutorials, regardless of the framework or, or stack or anything else, which is that the people writing the articles, these tutorials, are themselves newcomers or beginners. 
and they don't really understand what they're writing about. And I'm, I'm not knocking that at all. Um, you know, writing for your future self or documenting things as you learn them is a great technique, and I totally support that. The trouble is when you publish that out to the world and you yourself are learning, and you, you know, when you're learning, you, by definition, kind of don't know the details. When you just copy and paste things from other sources and don't really understand it, you can't explain what you're copying and pasting. You can't, um, and so therefore when inevitably what you've copied and pasted ages out as the framework or the stack evolves, it's really hard to update your article because you don't, didn't really kind of understand it in the first place. So that's what, that's, I, I believe, that's the reason why most of these articles never get updated. Um, many of them don't work in the first place. And uh, it just makes me mad as heck, you know, mad as heck. <laughs> as heck? Okay. Because <clears throat> we're trying to be unexplicit, damn it. And, oh, and I can't, I can't cuss because my son is in class. And <laughs> maybe we can get the explicit uh, rating. I severely this. doubt it. Book. Yeah. Um, so API first uh, and tutorial hell. Those two things go hand in hand. Oh, so anyway, yeah. So uh, I am uh, as the two listeners who may have checked out the elixirize.com site have noticed. We're doing articles that are that are more in depth as we go through and uh, learn things or struggle with things. So we're, uh, we're starting a, uh, what will probably be a five or six part series on API first. And uh, I am documenting these struggles uh, as, as I find them as, as I build out our API. Um, and uh, we'll continue to do that, by the way, as, as uh, Andrew and Mike, um, use the API and discover the, the um, bumbles and stumbles that I made, um, and we need to iterate on that, but we're an iterative kind of bunch, so we're trying to move as fast as we can um, while not going crazy because of tutorial hell. Yeah, which um, <clears throat> can drive you slightly better. Battery, battery? What did I even say right there? Batty, that's the word. Slightly batty, kind of like your dog's ears. Batty. <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> I think uh, slightly batty is an understatement. <clears throat> that's, that's fair. Um, maybe um, slightly mad. That's a Queen song, actually. It's very good, very good song. You like Queen? Slightly mad? Oh, let's check um, it out. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So, let's... did you hear that? Did you hear that Freddie Mercury's uh, piano that he used to to compose a bunch of the songs was sold at auction yesterday for a million bucks? No, I didn't hear that. Is that really real? Is that a real thing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And apparently, uh, apparently, somebody in a previous auction paid over a million dollars for his original manuscript for uh, uh, shoot the opera one. What's that called oh, again? Um... <laughs> We're gonna get roasted for this. <laughs> oh, we are. We should. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, at the opera. Um, no, you're talking about the. Are you talking about the song that 
Wait, that sounds yeah, like yeah. very operatic with all of all of them. Well, it's it was an opera. I mean, he <clears throat> well, I, I didn't know, um, so I'm not sure. Uh, it made all of the uh, it made all of the uh, opera fans. I was going to say something else, but that would really get us lots of hate mail. Um, it made uh, yeah, it made lots of opera people roll over in their graves, even oh, if yeah. they were alive. Yeah, no, I I hadn't heard about that. I don't even know what it is. I can't think of it. Oh, this is going to drive Great. me crazy. More shit to drive Jeff crazy. Talk amongst yourselves while I look up this talk song. Talk amongst yourselves. It's just me, dude. Okay, fine. I'll talk to myself. Oh, yeah. It literally is called Anaya the Opera. Why didn't I yeah, doubt you were, myself? You were right on. I was thinking of a completely different song. I didn't know he wrote an opera. That's cool. But, you know... Operas are all kinds of stuff. You know, it's not just uh, it's not just old, you know, kind of No, no, I, I I'm totally with you. Even you know, the the quote unquote old operas, you know, are awesome. Yeah. I haven't been to that many, but uh when I go there uh it's just it's a different it's just a different kind of experience than anything else in terms mm -hmm, of entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I've ever so, been to an opera. Uh, that might be something I'm going to have to put on my list to do. You should, absolutely. Because, you know, we are not big fans of opera here. <laughs> well, you know, maybe we should commission the Elixirized Opera. Um, what do you think? How about a musical? Well, okay. I, I mean, I guess a musical is sort of like an opera, but it's like a modern opera. I don't know. Anyway. That's right. You know, there have been several rock yeah. operas. Tommy. Tommy was a yeah. rock Yeah. Grease. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could maybe sort of. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Uh, okay. Now, we could commission the opera called Escape from Tutorial Hell. And it could, you know, it could chronicle someone being tortured by that and, you know, being victorious at the end when they suddenly discover things, uh, tutorials that are both accurate and we could, um, we could model it after Escape from L.A. and then um, it would be, it would be accurate. Notice the dead silence. There is some dead silence. Okay. So, progress report. Let's let's pivot here because <clears throat> you know we we tend to get off track. We should just do another um, do another Citizen Coder episode so we can just bullshit. Uh, yeah. What? Um. So we got our progress report. What's on it? So we've um, we've got the well now you, now we're we're doing the API and. Functionality-wise, I think we are probably, on the web version, we're probably, what, 75% done, I guess, maybe, on the basic functionality? Yeah, I would say more like 50%, yeah, maybe. maybe. But, you know, the, um, you know the, the way the software works, when you get to 90% done, you still have 90% of the work. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, just a sad reality. So we we basically have all the CRUD action done. Um, 
but we're lacking the uh, scheduling for reminders. I think is the the, the biggest yes. thing, I guess. Um, and, and a user interface that someone could use. Other than that, though, it's pretty much feature complete. <laughs> I mean, the user interfaces is there. It's not non-existent. It's not the. It's not overly pretty, um, but. I mean, how pretty do you want to make it? You know, do you want to put some unicorns on there, some rainbows, some flowers? I uh, I prefer to be more subtle than that. Uh, I want people to imagine and see in their mind unicorns and puppies and and flowers when they because they the exper user experience All is right, so fabulous. Don't give Ippy any point. ideas, okay? She will, <laughs> she will find a way to put unicorns and flowers on there. <laughs> well, I think Ithia is so brilliant that she will she will find a way to make the experience um, put that well, in people's I, minds. I agree with that. I agree with that. <clears throat> um, and then, so our our uh, Android and iOS apps are basically non-existent at this point. They're being planned. I actually did some. Um, some rough wireframing uh, yesterday, so I'll put them in the uh, I'll put them in Basecamp. Um, let's see what else. Um, you know that was a terrible progress report. It wasn't terrible. Okay. What would be, I think what, what I hear people in the, from our live audience clamoring for is um, you know, <coughs> commitment. Commitment. We're chanting commitment, commitment to the background. Like, so I think they want us to commit to some release dates. You know, I, but yeah, I'm not sure if I'm I ready to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know that we should commit to release dates. Um, you know, initially we thought, you know, between us, we, we thought... September 1st, we would be about ready, but then August was a really rough month for, I know for me, for sure. Um, you were just coming off of vacation and stuff, and, excuse me, Ithia had some stuff going on, so, um, you know, we weren't able to, to complete that, so it's, it's, I don't know that setting a rock-hard time would be the best thing to do, because, you know, you do that, and then um, I don't know. I just feel like it's you're in software. People are always pushing deadlines, but that's I think partly because they make them. <laughs> well, they are pushing deadlines, but remember that you know the the whole point of Elixirize is to give people the experience of a real world project. Oh, you know, and, so you're... and they need to feel the unreasonable pressure of real world stakeholders who have real world slash unexpected, you know, un, uh, unrealistic expectations. I, I don't feel so. like that's an experience that I want to experience here. I think I could cut that part out and be fine. Unless you want to put a deadline on it. Um, Christmas. <laughs> we'll be done by Christmas. How's that? Is that a good deadline? Did I lose you? Jeff, 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 check. Oh, my gosh. I have my, um, I had my, the, the finger on the, uh, you know, the pointer on the, 
on the uh, whatever this thing's called we're using. Oh, uh, uh, for the mute. I had the pointer over mute because I kept having to clear my throat, and apparently I, for you know, can't can't tell binary things, so it was turned <laughs> off. And I was, it was I was I had this brilliant string of things I just said, and I can't Great. remember what they were, but it was. It was basically, I was saying that the audience was chanting wimp, 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 or wimps, actually. They stopped. <laughs> um, and um, I said, maybe what we should do as a compromise is um, we'll set a deadline for setting the deadline. Oh, I like that. How's that? Setting, yeah, we should do that. We'll set a deadline on Christmas. No. Um, I, don't, I don't know how long this should take. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've given it a lot of thought. Um, and you know, when we said September 1st, initially, I was like, yeah, that's probably, that's probably a good deadline for the MVP to be done. But, you know, stuff happened and things, um, one thing we don't have control over is time. Um, you know, we can, we can control that we work on stuff and we can control, um, you know, that kind of thing but we can't control how long something takes. And uh, we are experiencing the real world thing where uh, we aren't sure if, you know, setting a deadline is a good or a bad thing. I bet these kinds of conversations happen all over the world and in all kinds of businesses. They do. <clears throat> But the the people who are paying the bills, uh, you know, they'll listen patiently to to this kind of an argument, and then they will at first they'll be nice. They say they'll pat you on the head and they'll say, "That's nice, Andrew, but this needs to fucking be done by this date." <laughs> That's kind of how it really works. Well, fortunately, we don't have any bosses telling us to uh, to do that. Um, we we don't, but we we definitely don't want to produce people out of the elixirized process who uh, are of the mistaken belief that it's okay to tell um, software stakeholders, yeah, we don't really have any control of however long how, how long things take, so we really can't give you any kind of an estimate. True. So are um, are you saying that? that doesn't fly in the real world, but we, you know, you're like you said, we're not in the real world. And to be fair, a huge point of this is becoming um, competent, and I mean competent in the in the sense of um, having confidence in some kind of repeatability in what in in what people can deliver as a team, and. By definition, we cannot have that yet because we're we, you know we're just starting out. We've just started working as a team, and so we really we really don't know how long things will take. And even if we were more confident, if we set some kind of an artificial deadline, it would be a lie. Which, by the way, that's also really what happens in the real world. Every every LOE is a lie. Um, What's an LOE? And, um, level of effort. Every every level of effort estimate is a lie, um, because as you alluded to, there are so many variables in this that it is literally impossible to be one hundred percent accurate. Um, 
but as teams work together longer uh, and they do more projects together, and I'm talking about specific teams, literally this person, that person, that other person, uh, the longer that they all work together, the more accurate their estimates are. And we can, you can um, theoretically get to the point where you can accurately and reliably predict how long things will take. But before that ever happens in the real world, there's a reorg and teams are shuffled around and you have a, a new set of people mm. working together. So that just kind of starts the whole thing over again. Mm. Other than that, though, software is a, uh, a completely reliably predictable science. And if you're a stakeholder, you should definitely demand a date uh, and just not worry about whether it's realistic or not. <laughs> um, but that's the common thing to do, isn't it? That's, that is absolutely a common thing to do. <laughs> uh, to be fair, real businesses in the real world have you know, real needs. And if, if the thing that's being built is a product and there's revenue associated with it, um, they've made commitments to, um, to somebody. There's some stakeholders out there that, that, that the business folks have made commitments to and there's an expectation and you gotta set an expectation at some point. So to be fair, even if the deadlines are, turn out to be unrealistic, you gotta have one or, you know, the world would stop. Right. So. You know, if there were an easy solution to this conundrum, you know, someone else would have thought about it by now. So we just need to power through and yeah. just get better. Yeah. Okay, so no deadline setting of as of today. Well, no, I think you know, no, you committed. I heard you. You committed to setting a deadline at sure. some point. Sure. Okay, so at some point we'll set a deadline. Um, yes. Very good. Very good. I uh, channeling the stakeholder that makes me happy for the moment. Uh, <laughs> We should stop the podcast now before I change my mind. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do we have anything else that we haven't covered? Um, oh, we we're, we should preview both Maynard and our merch. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, okay. So <laughs> Maynard is Jeff's harebrained ass idea of having a podcast guest <laughs> on. And every time... We have one on. We just call him Maynard, or her. Or her yes. <laughs> uh, or yeah. Puppies. You know, this Elixirize is all about innovation, and um, so one of our innovations will be that we'll have some guests on, and and uh, they'll they will always be they'll be channeling Maynard when they're on. You know, we'll we'll introduce their real name, and you know, let them pitch whatever they're pitching, and let them plug whatever they want to plug. Um, but they'll do this uh, in the Maynard uh, persona. <laughs> so we'll see how that works. Our, our most immediate goal is to, uh, is to um, reach a world record for the consecutive number of appearances by Maynard on um, podcast. <clears throat> for our listeners that have no idea what the fuck we're on about, um, we're, we tend to be a little goofy at times. So this is... This is channeling some of our goofiness. Hey, uh, note to Andrew, if you have to say you're goofy, there's probably something wrong. Not really. Um, it's, it's, okay. it's like putting an uh, explicit um, notation on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. There you go. That, uh, I'll right. buy that. All right. um, okay. And then the other thing we were 
dabbling with is what we were talking about yesterday was um, having some sort of merch, maybe like T-shirts and other related things that have uh, both Elixirized branding and also maybe funny slogans like programmery stuff related to Elixir. Um, I think that would be, you know, like, you know, joke, joke kind of things or stuff people can relate with that are um, in the Elixir community. Uh, it could be funny. Sorry, Jeff, I didn't write down any of the shit we did yesterday or we came up with yesterday. That's okay. We, uh, we don't want to spoil sure. it. Um, no. uh, the, the more astute listeners out there will realize what we're really talking about is that we're, we're going to spin up some kind of a merch thing. And what will really happen is that uh, Andrew and I will spend all of our money buying that merch <laughs> um, ourselves. Yeah. And uh, yeah, nobody else will want it. That's true. But it'll, it'll be, be fun. fun. It'll be a fun, fun kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I realized I wanted some merch. Um, I wanted a shirt with the logo on it. And then I'm like, hey, we should just do like some kind of merch. It'd be fun. It'd be great. It'd be a good time. And of course, as things do when Jeff and I start talking, they either spiral out of control or they get better. Um, I'm not sure which happened at this point. Sometimes it's really better that they spiral out of control. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes we wind up with, uh, with ideas that that uh, are quite workable and and maybe a little little fun other times um you know who knows what happens um the ship blows up the ship with yeah, a p or ship with ship. a p like spaceship i was ah, i was gotcha. imagining like yeah. you know a big spaceship because science fiction rules everything. I was glad that you weren't alluding to the hitting the fan. Oh, no, because, um, you know, it's school time. and. <laughs> but, you know, I, I have, I've seen it when a ship hits the fan, and it pretty much breaks the fan every time. Oh, interesting. What kind of ship? Spaceship. Oh, hits a fan? Interesting. Yeah. Ceiling fan? <laughs> oh, oh shit. You're that guy in the audience of a stand up yeah. comic who ruined the ruin, joke. I don't ruin it. That's, I just troll them and then they yeah, they play off me. Yeah. That's that's me. All yeah, right. there you go. Uh well, shall we uh shall we put this episode yeah, out of this misery? Um, I think we should put it out of okay. this misery and then re-record. <laughs> I'm kidding. What? I'm kidding. Um, yeah, let's let's put it out of its misery. Do you have any uh, final thoughts or anything you want to add? I think I've done enough. <laughs> I think you've done enough. Okay. All right. So this has been episode three of Elixirized Podcast. Tune in next time for more cracks, jokes, merch ideas, and Wait, I thought you had a, re a pre-recorded outro. Oh man, where do these where do these guys come from? I'm All right, we're out of here. Awesome. Yeah.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Elixirized. We hope you've enjoyed it. Stay tuned for more on startup life, product building, and more shenanigans from the Elixirized team.